0: I'm Kyle Northcutt. Welcome to the Kids Learn Career Show. Each week, ask a different person about their job so you can know what your options are around the world. My guest today is Lucy Nuremberg, a Programs and Grants Administrator at Outer Cares. Lucy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Thanks for being here. First off, can you tell me what a Programs and Grants Administrator is and what it's like to be one?
1: Yeah. Um, Before I do, I think it'd be helpful to kind of explain the organization that Otter Cares is. So there are two different types of nonprofit organizations. There's public charities and then there's private foundations. So public charities get their funds from the general public through, uh, donations, fundraising, or they get government funding. Um, and then there's private foundations and that's what I work for. Uh, Otter Cares is a private foundation. Um, and so they get their grant funds from a single family or business. So for Otter Cares, that is the Richardson family who are the founders of the Otterbox company. Um, so at Otter Cares, we have five different grants that public charities can apply to. And my job is to manage these grant programs. So I track all the applications that come in, all the payments that we make, and then the results of what those charities do with those payments. So Otter Cares also prioritizes something called relationship-based grant making, which means we want to get to know the people and organizations that we're giving money to. So I spend a lot of time talking with applicants. Um, I help them with their applications and drafting those things. And then I also get to visit schools and organizations um, and learn what they did with the funds that we provided.
0: That's really, that's a lot. (laughs) <laughs> it is a lot so what kinds of things do you actually do day-to-day at work so I work in an office
1: and my office is actually a house that's located in old town Fort Collins and it was built way back in 1898 um Some time was, ago. yeah a long time ago um and it was renovated to be an office, the Ottercares office. Um, So I usually spend most of my day sitting at my desk. I attend a lot of meetings, uh, mostly working on a computer, lots of spreadsheets. And then we use software to track all our granting and where our money goes. So I spend a lot of time in that software. Um, And like I said, occasionally I get to visit schools
0: or organizations and that's very exciting. Yeah, that's cool. So when did you first know you wanted to do this kind of work? That's a great question. (laughs) I don't think I really did. So I worked
1: in professional child care as a before and after school programs manager. Um, and I was feeling pretty burnt out of the child kinder child care industry after five years. That means I was kind of feeling like tired and just not really engaged with that work anymore. So the opportunity to apply for my current role came up and I jumped at the chance. I knew Otter Cares was a great organization and Otter Products was a great company to work for. Um and I was excited to stay in the realm of extracurricular youth enrichment and community involvement, but just in a different capacity.
0: Cool. So did you consider any other jobs or careers before this one? And can you tell us a bit about the path you took to get here?
1: Yes, I considered lots of different things. So back in high school, I really loved working with courses and kids. So I thought I was that was gonna be my career. Um, then in college, I decided I didn't want to do that, so I studied something called intervention and prevention sciences, which means I studied public programming and how to ter- to determine if it's effective or not, um, and I really enjoyed that, but I also wanted to pursue a career in higher education, so that means anything beyond high school education, um, and then I didn't end up pursuing that. And then, like I said, I worked in professional childcare for five years as a programs manager. Um, and then I ended up here. So there's a lot of different opportunities and options that I thought I wanted to go into, but um, I
0: didn't. But I'm very happy I ended up here. Yeah, that's a lot of experience that you got. <laughs> yes. So, what do you like most and least about your job?
1: I really like getting to work with
0: amazing educators
1: who are very passionate about their students and providing resources to help them do what they do best. Um, I also love hearing stories of impact from our employee volunteer program at OtterBox. Um, I'm still fairly new to this position, and I really enjoyed learning about so many different organizations in Northern Colorado. I don't know if there's a thing I like least. So far,
0: mm-hmm. um, we Not just good. got a
1: new yeah. We just got a new printer, and I'm learning how to use it. So maybe that's mm-hmm. the thing I like least right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, a word from a sponsor. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Kids Learn Careers podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly supporter of the show on Patreon.com/slash Kids Learn Careers. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Kids Learn Careers. You can join for as little as $3 a month. Again, that's patreon.com slash kids learn careers. Please join if you enjoy the show. Okay, back to the show. What level of education do you have? Was that required for your job or not?
1: I have a bachelor's in human development and family studies. Bachelor's degree was required for my job, um, technically in a related field to the work that I would be doing. So it didn't need to be human development, but that worked for
0: the job. That's good. So what do you think the future of college education is as it relates to your profession? Do you ever see self-education certifications on the job training like Apple University replacing a traditional degree?
1: This is a really, really good question. I don't think my degree is as necessary to my job as my previous work experiences. So writing skills, communication skills, stuff like that. Um, However, those are all things I developed when I was pursuing my undergraduate degree. So
0: yeah. Cool. So what's something you'd wish you hadn't taught in school but had to learn later on in life? Um, personal finance
1: and budgeting. I'm still learning how to do this as an adult.
0: Yeah, that's it is very important. Yes. So how much free time do you have? Like do you work a traditional forty hour work week more or less?
1: I work just about 40 hours a week. Most of my free time is in my evenings and my weekends. It's fairly easy to keep a healthy work life balance in this role, which I'm very grateful for.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. So I know you kind of answered this earlier, but do you work sure. remotely in the office or a hybrid of the two? And does your job ever require travel? I, most, I mostly work in office. So very
1: rarely do I work from home. Um, there's lots of travel around northern Colorado to visit educators and grantees, but no trips so far that required
0: travel by plane. Okay, that's cool. So what advice do you have for young people considering what you do for the job?
1: For anyone who would like to get into the world of nonprofits and fundraising, something that's super important is networking. And that just means meeting a lot of people, um, go to community events, introduce yourself to people, but most of all, start volunteering in your community and start volunteering, um, with an organization that you're really excited
0: about and that you want to volunteer with. Yeah, that's really important. Good advice. Mm-hmm. So, this one is borrowed from Tim Ferriss, a best selling author and one of the top podcasters in the world. What is one of the best and most worthwhile investments you have ever made? This
1: is a bit of a complicated answer,
0: but I've learned to be
1: very intentional with my time as it relates to my goals. So, a few years ago, I was really interested in becoming a child life specialist. Um, which is a career that um, it's, it works with nurses in children's hospitals um, and kind of addresses like the mental health of um, pediatric patients. Um, and it typically requires a master's degree, and it's a very niche and competitive field. So I decided before I was going to invest my time, money, and energy pursuing a master's degree and pursuing this job, I would volunteer along Child Life specialist for a while to learn more about what the day-to-day looks like. So I did, and even though I really enjoyed my volunteer time, I ended up not pursuing that career because I determined it wasn't really, quote, worth, and quote the investment of my money, time, and energy
0: pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. So was there ever a time in your life where I felt like you completely failed at something, but it ended up helping later on in life?
1: My first year out of college, I applied for graduate school because I felt very lost and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And school was something that felt very familiar because I just finished school. Um, I was very unsure if this was something I wanted to pursue, which I think came across in my application because I wasn't accepted into that program. I didn't even get an interview, um, which I was very, very upset. And I remember feeling kind of more lost and frustrated after receiving the rejection email. But I'm so happy today that I didn't get in because I think the next four years at that job and in the workforce taught me so much and gave me really invaluable work and life experience um, and really prepared me for the role that I'm in today.
0: That's really good. So is there ever a person in your life, like a parent, grandparent, teacher, coach, or a mentor that made a huge impact on you? If so, in what way? And would you like to give them a quick shout out?
1: Um, Definitely my dad. He's one of the hardest working people I know, but also one of the most kind people I know. Uh, He gets along with everyone, and I think his kindness and charisma have taken him really far in his career. Um, He's also a very good storyteller, which I think really, you know, gets him far in a lot of places. So, Mm
0: -hmm. hi, Dad. Mm -hmm. Hope he gets to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. So, knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently growing up? Um, there was a lot of pressure from the high school I attended to go
1: directly into a four-year college. And if I had to go back, I would have absolutely gone to community college first and saved a lot of money while I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I think academia which means you know higher education and school is a large large financial and time commitment i think there should be a lot more thought and intention going into it especially if you're 18 and not really sure what you want to do
0: oh yeah that makes sense so what do you think all kids should read and why
1: the phantom told booth by Norton Juster. It's an excellent novel with great adventure and lots of words that expand your vocabulary.
0: Well, check it out. So, if you can make any one rule that everyone in the world had to follow, what would it be? I had a really hard time
1: thinking of this one, um, but it sounds a little silly. But I think it'd be nice if everyone, if you're riding an escalator up or down, if everyone could stand to the right so people could walk past you. Just be a little more aware of the space you take up.
0: That is particular, but <laughs> okay. I think I think knowing what not to do is just as important, if not more so than knowing what to do. With that in mind, what's the worst advice you've ever received?
1: This was also a really hard one because I, I think I've been fortunate enough where I've received a lot of good advice in my life. Mm-hmm. So um, I couldn't really think of an answer for this one. I, I would say kind of go with your gut. Um, so, you know, and just be aware when you know you're receiving bad advice and don't feel like you have to follow it.
0: Good advice. Mm-hmm. Conversely, what's the best advice you have for young people who want to be successful in life and in their work?
1: My mom always told me to choose the option that gives you more options. And I really like that. Yeah, that is...
0: I've never thought about life that way. That's interesting. (laughs) It's very good advice. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks, Lucy. Now it's time for the lightning round. Are you ready? Yes. If you could have dinner with any famous person, past or present, who would it be?
1: Probably Carrie Fisher, who played uh, Princess Leia in Star Wars. Cool.
0: What's your favorite sport to watch? To play?
1: To watch anything on the Summer Olympics and to play is soccer. Yeah,
0: I like soccer too. Good. So, what's your favorite food?
1: Mac and cheese.
0: Cats, dogs, or neither?
1: Uh, definitely dogs. I have a dog named Oso. I agree.
0: Dogs, <laughs> dogs are amazing. What's your dream car?
1: Probably any electric car that Subaru comes out with in the next five to ten years.
0: Yeah, they're like they're really behind on that. <laughs> they're
1: really behind. I know
0: yeah what's your favorite ice cream flavor
1: cookies and cream yeah
0: what's the coolest place you've ever been to uh
1: probably an island in greece called naxos
0: that's cool so what's your dream vacation destination that you haven't been to yet
1: um probably italy specifically sicily would be very cool to visit cool
0: who's your favorite musician
1: right now and for the past couple years it's been a band called hippocampus
0: interesting what's the best concert you've ever been to
1: uh definitely nathaniel rateliff and the night sweats at red rocks
0: cool awesome thanks lucy thanks again for joining us on the kids learn career show don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell your friends see you next time